Brilliant. Jill's first record. So we're going to make a start, I'm afraid. We'll have some chit chat later because there'll be plenty of time for that. There's plenty of notices. So if you want to have a good listen, that'll be a, a good thing. So if you want to put yourself on mute, first of all, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Megan's continuing to improve after a fall last Sunday. So let's keep praying for her and Robert and Angela as well. Uh, that'd be good to do. Our prayer group's meeting this Wednesday, eight o'clock on Zoom. There's going to be a lot of interaction as normal and it's going to be finished by nine o'clock. So that will be good too. Easter Sunday, three weeks time. There's going to be a different Zoom link and phone number for that service. The information is already on our website. Everyone who gets a physical paper copy of the Onward will get a copy of that uh, poster as well. So that will be good. Uh, a few more quick things. Tomorrow, you won't, you'll, well, you all know this, but tomorrow it's going to be a year since we last held our regular physical services in our building. A year since mm. not doing it. Um, but Sunday, the 18th of April, we're hopefully going to return to our building again, having fortnightly services there and fortnightly on Zoom. Uh, so you'll need to book in. We'll talk more about that over the next few weeks. Uh, three more quick things. The information on our outside notice board has had a makeover, darling. It looks so different. It's a medium term measure. and I still need to get some soapy water to the frame and everything. But if you happen to be walking alongside uh, Pallet Drive, walking along Pallet Drive and you look at it and you think that is different. Let me know what you think about it. But it has changed. You can't miss it now. It's very different to before. Last thing, this is a bit of a strange announcement, at least at first, because I've never mentioned this before. Our accounts have been audited this week and everything is well with them. Now, you might think, why on earth are you talking about that? Well, normally I wouldn't mention it. But the thing is, Paul has been our treasurer for a long time, longer than I've had. Uh, I don't know. I've, you know, a long time very soon now because he's got to do the charity commission report but after that he's handing it over to Alex so I want to say the biggest thanks to Paul for all these years of faithful service you could take yourself off mute if you like because it doesn't matter if our sort of uh, our clap and our thanks to Paul is kind of all funny. So we do want to thank you, Paul, very, very sincerely. And thank you for your years of faithful service. And thank you so much for what you've done for us as a church. It's not an easy time changing over and doing things like that. But we really appreciate what you've done. And of course, he's handing over to Alex. So we're thanking you, Alex. And Eleanor, of course, you'll be having to sort of give Alex time because Paul spent loads of time doing treasury things over the years. So we are very grateful for what you've been doing for us, Paul, with the finance and want to thank you very much. Can thank I you, Paul. That although the accounts are fine, this was like talking and finishing ages ago. And that does not mean that we don't still need to give because money is still very tight and we're still struggling. So please don't think that means we can stop giving because it doesn't. Thank you. Yeah. So being audited just means that uh, things that are obvious, like Paul has been truthful. That's what it means. We know that's true, don't it? But it doesn't mean we're out of the woods. It doesn't mean that at all. We we would really, uh, really thank you for your giving as well. Your continued giving, whether it's through cash, a check or just bank transfers. Thank you very much. That's what's keeping our fellowship going as well. So good point. Thank you very much. Last thing then, before we make a start, breakout rooms at the end, as we've said already. Stop and have a chat with some people get to know each other. Uh, it'll be really good to see you there if you're able to stop. So let's pray and say thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that uh, we can worship you. That's what we're called to do, to worship God together. So let's do that right now. Lord, we do thank you for today. We thank you for the special day when we think about our mothers and uh, the joy that they bring us. But Lord, thank you so much for the joy and the love that you show and you persistently care and give to us. Lord, we are very grateful for that. Thank you, Lord, for changing us. And thank you, Lord, that we can meet together again like this. We worship you and say thank you. Amen. 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 So I'm going to stand and sing this song. You're very welcome to if, as well if you want to.
and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, which encourages and teaches us about you. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is our teacher. Thank you that you paid the price, the redemption fee for us all, so we could have relationship with you and speak to you now in this meeting. God, we pray for your church throughout the world. We pray for those who are fighting daily to stand strong in places where their faith can bring punishment or death. Will you appear to them supernaturally and fill their lives with your joy? We pray for the leaders of nations and ask that you will have your way in governments. God, bring justice and mercy where there is injustice and hatred. Father, thank you for the country where we live. We are sorry that this country has turned its back on you in so many ways. Please have mercy on us. We ask that you will revive our churches and church leaders so that they can influence our society. Lord, will you start with us? Inspire us and set us alight with a desire to do your will. To love Jesus so much that we want to talk about him to our neighbours, our friends, and anyone who you might put in our path. May we be ready to open our mouths and testify. May our lives be a living testimony to you. Thank you, God, that the vaccinations against COVID are going so well in this country. And thank you that we can see a time when we will be able to meet in NCF again and one day sing and worship together without restriction. Thank you for the technology and for Jill and John and all their efforts that have meant we can still meet and share fellowship. Bless John and give him wisdom to know how to move forward. Thank you, God, for the NHS and all who work to keep it running. As they try to cope with the backlog of more routine problems, give wisdom to those who make the plans. We pray that justice and mercy will be seen in the running of the NHS. God, we know, because we hear it a lot in the media, that people's mental health has been suffering we pray that each of us can be a part of the solution. 
prompt us to reach out to people and to keep our ears open to your promptings, God, as you see all and we see only a little bit. Thank you that the schools have gone back and we pray that children will be resilient to all that has happened, that teachers will be able to return to what is needed in terms of education. There is so much that has been affected by COVID apart from our health guard. We pray for the economy of this country and again ask for wisdom as the government deals with businesses of all sizes. Again, we plead for your justice and mercy. God, as we gradually return to a normality, help us not to forget all that you have taught us through the lockdown. Help us to remember and pray for all those who are imprisoned for their faith and who will still be there when we are released. Help us to show grace and compassion and understanding toward those we meet or are in relationship with. Fill us with your Holy Spirit's power to let everyone know that you are the only answer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fiona. We're going to sing a song then. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me and you? And then we're going to listen to the reading after that. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in, all his love for me, all his love for me. Oh, the sun sets free, oh, it's free indeed, I'm a child of God, yes, I am. He died for me, who the sun sets free, oh it's free indeed, I'm a child of God, yes I am, in my Father's house there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. I am chosen, not forsaken, I am who say I am. You are for me, not against me, I am who say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am, you are for me, not against me, I am who you say I am, I am who you say I am, who the sun sets free, oh it's windy, I'm a child. Child of God, yes I am. I'm a child 
For many years, I've enjoyed measuring things and keeping records of those measurements. I bet you didn't know that about me. I'm fascinated about the land speed record, for instance, and how it's changed through the decades. I'm fascinated about how long some people live. I'm even fascinated how the price of petrol has fluctuated and I've kept a record of it for over 10 years. I'm even, I'm even interested in my weight and I, I measure myself once a month and write it down. So I know how much I've increased and it seems to be increasing more than decreasing. But you know what I mean? I'm fascinated by measurement. Jill and I are a team in the kitchen and on Friday, like many occasions, we'll do some cake, uh, baking with, of cakes or some cooking together. I'm usually in charge of the measuring and Jill's usually in charge of the hard stuff. And so we are a good team. I do the measuring and Jill does other things. Measuring things is often beneficial. 
How do you measure God, though? God is amazing. God is superb. God is outstanding. He's omniscient, omnipotent and omnipresent. We all know about this, don't we? And from time to time, we get excited about it. I've been getting excited about it this week. Today is Mothering Sunday, and many of us have had brilliant mothers, and some of us are blessed in that our mothers are still alive. My mum is fantastic. I've learnt a lot from her, both in character and knowledge. One of the characteristics of most mums is that they love their children, they love others. They often show love to their family in both obvious ways and in more subtle ways. It's easy to see God's love at work in the world, I think. And if we were trying to measure God's love for us, then it would be impossible to quantify it and give it a number. His love is off any scale that we could use. God didn't just talk about love through his prophets. He showed us real love in action. When someone is learning a piece of music, I could easily spend the whole lesson, 30 minutes, just talking about the composer, why he wrote it and when he wrote it, how the piece is structured. Can you see how exciting that would be? But she was laughing. But then at the end of the lesson, if I was to say, oh, did you enjoy that lesson? And I never do, because that would be daft, wouldn't it? Do you think the person could honestly say, yes, that was so fascinating. I've come for a piano lesson and I've learned how this composer composed this piece of music. And I've heard that he composed it in Salzburg and la, 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 la. No, people come to hear a bit about that. But when people come to have a piano lesson with me, they come to play. They want to know the context of what's going on, but they come to play. And sometimes if they need it, I'll demonstrate how to play the piece, what it's like, some different ways of playing it, some different ways to, to think about how you can uh, play it in various ways. We need demonstration in our lives, don't we? We need someone who is much better at something to show us the best way of how to do it. God is supremely good at showing us how to love. Romans 5.8 I bet you know it. I bet some of you could quote it off by heart. But here it is in the NIV. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sumisteme. It's the Greek word we translate as demonstrate. And it literally means to stand together. So what you're trying to imagine is people are putting facts all along and they're lining up the facts and saying, yes, this argument demonstrates that that is true. And that's why Paul used that Greek word, because he's saying this is what Jesus has done for us. And this demonstrates that all the facts are lining up to say that God has shown love to us. Mankind, we know, has missed the mark. I have missed the mark of what God set originally to do. You've missed the mark as well. We don't achieve anywhere near on our own what God has called us to do. But God didn't choose just to talk about our sinfulness and point a finger and say we're wicked. God has given us hope. God has provided a way, the only way that we could be reconciled with him again. He's provided hope for today and hope for the future as well. As well. Today, we're having three short talks all about God's love. The first one is briefly acknowledging that God's love is for all of us. Already, I've said that God is amazing. God is superb. God is outstanding. He is all those things. And he would be all those things even without Jesus dying for us and then coming back to life again. However, Jesus, the son of God, chose to leave heaven and come to earth as a baby and spend over three decades here, experiencing the same things as we experience. God has resoundingly demonstrated his love. Our first task is to recognise that 
and to acknowledge that our need was and continues to be that we need his love and grace in our lives. God is amazing. God is great. He knows us intimately and yet he still loves us all unconditionally. Let's acknowledge and respect God's love today. Let's be in awe of him who came to earth to set us free from the bondage of sin and death in order to be for us to be transformed and made new creations. certain. It's not a short-term fling, but an eternal love of huge proportions and sacrifice. For many people, I think, it's easy to acknowledge this divine love. But the next step I want us to briefly think about is to receive God's love. That's perhaps harder. You have to realise that your own ideas, your own strength, and your own actions 
are not good enough to merit a personal relationship with God. We know that salvation is by faith in Jesus alone. As a follower of Jesus, we have to do what he says. By accepting these rules, we receive his strength and his love into our lives. Jesus commands us to do certain things as perpetual actions in our lives. These are things that we find harder, as often we want to be in control of our own lives, don't we? Both in the macro and the micro levels. We generally don't want anyone else to be given us orders that we need to follow. So what does Jesus say? Take my yoke upon you, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, Matthew sixteen twenty four. You shall have no other gods before me, Exodus twenty verse three. Don't be lukewarm about God, dipping in as you fancy, Revelation three fifteen to twenty. All of these are very challenging even when life is easy and moving along smoothly and nicely and easily. I know some of you are going through real trials. You know God is with you, but life is still incredibly hard. God's love can make a difference to your life. God can turn situations around. God is still showing love to people today. One of my favourite verses in the Bible is Zephaniah 3.17. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty saviour. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with singing. Can you hear God singing over you today? Do you sometimes sit still and let his love envelop you? From time to time, we all need God to help us calm down from what we're experiencing and thinking. Can you hear God singing over you today? We need to regularly withdraw from our normal busy lives and sit alone with God. Many people call that a quiet time. When you're still and quiet, can you hear God singing over you? Receiving God's love into our lives changes us. Sometimes this can be profound and massive, and sometimes it can be subtle. God's love is powerful. God is here. Your grace frees me from the past. 
Yes, Lord, we are in need of your love, your power in our lives. Whatever we're facing today and tomorrow, Lord, please pour your love into our lives, changing our situations, changing our mourning into dancing. Lord, we need you. Amen. Mahatma Gandhi once said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Here's a statement you may agree with or you may not agree with. The biggest problem for the worldwide church, perhaps, is it contains Christians. Talk to me later about that. See if you agree or disagree. The biggest problem for the church in the Neaton is maybe that it contains Christians. Maybe. Tell me later. Answers on a postcard, if you like, or send me an email if you want to be 21st century and cutting edge. That'll be fine. Many people don't like Christians who are hypocritical. Too quick to give an answer and who don't show real compassion to the downcast and to the hurt. Some people, because they tell me, don't like what they see in the church. They don't think it's relevant for them. As we seek to be honest and vulnerable with God by receiving his love, that was the last, the second point. So we need to give out God's life giving love to our friends, family members, work colleagues and even strangers. A few verses from 1 John chapter 4. You'll be familiar with this, I'm sure. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. John the Apostle isn't calling us to a flimsy love that depends on circumstances. He again and again uses this word agapeo in that little section that I read to describe love. It's showing an unconditional love that doesn't change due to external factors. It's choosing to quickly forgive others. It's choosing to bite your tongue when things seem to be falling apart. It's choosing to go the extra mile when you'd rather not. Agape is a choice, an act of the will. Agape requires commitment and sacrifice without expecting anything in return. Agape love is hard. In Mark 12, Jesus was having a conversation with a religious leader who asks, of all the commandments, which is the most important? This is what Jesus says. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Guess what? Jesus is using that word agape again. We're all, be called, we're all being called to love God with our whole being and to love everyone we meet with an unconditional love. We don't deserve God's love in our lives. 
and yet he has poured his love on us in abundance. How will you show God's love to others this week? What will you do? What will you say that will make a positive difference to others that you'll interact with? Whether it's someone you'll never see again, like someone in a car. We know what other car drivers are like, aren't we? Or maybe it's someone we're going to speak to nearly every day of our lives, a friend or a family member. But Jesus is clear. Whether we see them regularly or just on a one off, whether they're good to us or not good to us, Jesus says, love them. Show unconditional love to others. These three points I've made today are fundamental truths of Christianity. We need Christ, but we need to acknowledge that Jesus is the only saviour. We can't save ourselves. We need to receive God's love by saying, God, you're in control of me. I give you everything. I will be quiet and let your love soak through me and change me. We then need to be committed to sharing God's beautiful and dynamic love with others. God is calling me to do these things. God is calling you too. As we seek to do these things, so we need the Holy Spirit to help us, not just on special occasions, but every day and wherever we find ourselves. So we're going to use a song to help us to pray. And we're going to say, Lord, yes, thank you for the love that you've shown us. We need your love. Will you help us to love others and show your love to others as we receive your love? So let's just quickly pray and then we'll song, sing a song as a prayer as well. Lord, we do thank you that your love changes. It changes us and it changes other people. Lord, we open our hearts to you. Will you pour your love in us and through us so that not just us will be changed, but others will be changed this week because of your using us and being good and merciful and kind to us. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So we're going to sing the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me now, thinking, yes, God isn't just for us to make us feel great and wonderful. But the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on us to see people changed, to see people renewed, to see people's lives just filled with joy and filled with hope. Sovereign Lord is on me now to love, to speak, to heal, to preach. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me now, giving life. You turn Love. 
Spirit over me. Let your love rain down. Would you take these hands of mine and choose me for your Spirit over me? Let your love rain down. Would you take these feet of mine and lead me? Could you lead me to the poor? That's where you are. You lead me to the weak. That's where you are. You lead me to the lost. That's where you are, Lord, I want to be where you are. You turn ashes, you turn ashes to beauty. Morning to dancing, anguish to songs of you turn, you turn ashes to beauty. Morning to dancing, anguish to songs of you take these hands of mine and use me for your spirit over me let your love rain down would you take these feet of mine and lead me So let's just spend maybe 30 seconds just praying to God now. We don't need to pray out loud. We don't need to say anything out loud. But let's just in our hearts say, Lord, I acknowledge your love for me. I receive your love for me. Help me, Lord, to give your love to others. So let's just pray quietly in our own heads. Don't need to take ourselves off mute. Let's just stay quiet and pray to God ourselves. So Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for this uh, thought that on Mothering Sunday, we know that there's so much love around, but Lord, we know your love is strong. Your love changes things. Lord, in our hearts, in our lives, will you change things in us? Help us, Lord, to see and to accept and rejoice in the changes you are making to us as individuals. We thank you, Lord. Thank you that your love is strong and nothing can separate us from your love as we heard earlier. Amen. Amen. So we're going to sing one more song together. We're going to sing There's No Condemnation. It's a celebration of your grace celebration of your grace or um, all these other words you want to use as well love mercy joy make your own words up it's ever so good doing that i do it a lot have a go yourself it'll be great so if i could stand up i'd stand up but i'm going to sit down and play this you're welcome to stand if you want to there's no condemnation in this salvation I'm free Sin I was slave to 
now has no power over me. Amen. I don't deserve it. I've not earned it. It's your grace on me. And now my heart is free. I'm alive in Jesus Christ. And I know it's not because of me. Jesus, your light has opened my eyes. I'm free. Objects of wrath redeemed at the cross for our sin. Chosen and living forever, forgiven by Him. I don't deserve it. I've not earned it. It's your grace on me. And now my heart is free. I'm alive in Jesus Christ. And I know it's not because of me. Jesus, your light has opened my eyes. I'm free. Jesus, your blood will speak of your love for all time. Grace for today and hope for tomorrow is mine. I don't deserve it, I've not earned it, it's your grace on me. And now my heart is free, I'm alive in Jesus Christ. And I know it's not because of me, Jesus your light. As open my eyes, I'm free. It's a celebration of your grace, a celebration of your grace, with a song of love and a shout of praise. Celebration. It's a celebration of your grace. Celebration of your grace with a song of love and a shout of praise. Celebration of a life in Jesus Christ. And I know it's not because of me. Jesus, your light has opened my eyes. I'm free. I'm alive. I'm alive in Jesus Christ. And I know it's not because of me. Jesus, your light has opened my eyes. I'm free. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that it's your love and your power in our lives that sets us free, that makes us new creations. Lord, today we are so grateful for making us new creations, for turning our situations around, for making us people that are um, that show that we're dependent dependent on you, Lord. That it's not our own strength, it's not our own ideas, but Lord, we depend on you. Our eyes are on you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for today. We acknowledge your love. We receive your love. Help us to give that love to others. We ask it in your name, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, John.